Alexander Snitker, libertarian, Republican, and political hack, and Adrian Wiley, born-again anarchist and political has-been. Banter, blather, and joke about current events while attempting to figure out whether to keep trying to salvage our constitutional republic or just stock up on marshmallows to roast on the smoldering embers of society. It's time for Unattended Baggage. Why, thank you, Ledge. Hello, everyone at Podcastville or Internet Land or wherever you may reside. This is Alex, co-host, Unattended Baggage. Along with me is my radio life mate, the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Adrian, chairman of the Middle League of Dealers, projectile staging on the Jits, Community of the Western Florida Guild, the professional anarchist, local chapter 151. Wiley, how are you on this Friday? Uh, slightly gimpy, but other than that, doing quite well. I will say, when we don't do the show Saturday morning, mm-hmm. just I like uh, the flow to be the flow. Right. And Friday just doesn't seem natural. Yeah, for those of you who don't know, we're we're doing the show a day early uh, this week uh, because we could not bear to not give you the consistent entertainment and information that you've been grown accustomed to. So yeah, all uh, five of you. Yeah. <laughs> so our, we we mix up the schedule a little bit this week, uh, but uh, yeah, it is a totally different dynamic here. When we're here on a weekday, oh yeah, you know? at, at where we where we do the studio, yeah, because yeah, yeah. there's people here, it's working, there's things on, going on. On Saturday, this place is a ghost town. It's like we have the entire building to ourselves. Yeah, uh, but on Friday, it's a it's a hive of activity here, man. Yeah, there's a lot going on. Yeah, so people working. If, if you hear actual uh, noises in the background and things like that, it's because our studio is not totally soundproof, and uh, you know there's a there's a lot of activity out and about around us. So yes, yes, but yes. Uh, yeah. Yeah, so I yeah I screwed up my wrist, man. Yeah, how did you do that? I mean, uh, you know, I was I was having, jerking off a guy. Yeah, uh, but uh, that just exacerbated it. Oh, uh, <laughs> exacerbate! You like that? That's a big word. Yeah, I know. That's but, a quarter word. Yeah. Uh, do you use that when you talk to him, like to make him? Yeah, man. yeah. Hey, man, you want to get exasperated? Exacerbated? I can't even say the word. You're uh, all flustered. No, but I was, uh, you know. I, I was lifting a desk at a weird angle, and I had to like reach over with my left hand across my body, and it was like this one of those old like steel school desk type thing. And it was, oh yeah, yeah, it was on about. top of a network cable that I had to get to, and so I had to like, and the only way I could get to it because it was up against the wall was reaching in my right arm. So I had to like reach my left arm across my body to lift like this two hundred pound desk, and I'm like, all right, well this is going to be tough. I'm going to have to. I can't couldn't get my body behind it, so I had to do a pure arm strength. And uh, so I, I, I lifted it, pulled out the cable real quick, you know, and I thought everything was fine. But later that night, it was like it just started creeping up on me. And by, you know, oh. 11 o'clock at night, I was in just excruciating pain. That's now, what getting old does to you, man. I know, man. You can't do shit like that anymore. You well, know? you know what it is? It's it's things that wouldn't normally be a problem end up being a major problem. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's like how I was in my mind. It's like, I know I can do this, but I wasn't calculating the cost to my body of, you know, I know I have the arm strength to lift this, you know, heavy desk with one hand at a weird angle, but I, I wasn't. Well, you know, when you get old, man, you get fragile. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's, only the begin- it's only the beginning. I know, right? <laughs> you know, my, my, my old boss used to say, man, getting old ain't for pussies. No, no. And it's, it is it's tough. definitely not getting old. It, it's tough. But uh, So you were out in one of the biggest events in the history of West Central Florida. You got to participate in it. And, and this is a 
a monumental event. I mean, I don't think anything like this has ever happened in the history of the Tampa Bay area. Hold on. Are you kidding? Or are you serious? I'm totally being facetious. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> but well, you, no, from no, the way, they're... from the way people have been talking about it, you would think that that was the case from the traffic around there. You'd think, it right, was the case. right. And we're talking, of course, about the Taylor Swift concert. Well, hold on. So here's the thing though. It's not one concert. It was three, right? So she played, she played last night, right? And was it at Ray J or was at it Raymond at, James? Yeah, she, she sold filled. out Raymond James three nights in a row. Oh my God, the Rolling Stones couldn't do that. I, I you know, hold on. Have you ever Pink heard, Floyd couldn't do that? Hold on. Have you ever heard of anybody that played Ray J the, the same concert? By the way, right? Three nights in a row. Yeah, I know. I mean, that's, I mean, that's like sixty five thousand each night. Each night, and yeah. it's sold out. Right. Like it's not like there's there's tickets available. Right. Like it's sold out. Yeah. So I, I I don't get it. I just don't get it. I totally don't get it. Yeah. Man. Like I I, <laughs> yeah. like I feel like such an old man right now. In right. The fact that of, of how much I don't get it. Right. Because I'm like three nights in a row, and when you look, here's okay. Let me okay. A couple things. One, let me go with the outfits that people are wearing. If you didn't know it was a Taylor Swift Swift concert, I actually thought it would have been a hooker convention, <laughs> right? Or a stripper convention. Yeah. Like the every one of the girls there, not all of them I guess, but most of them are all wearing very short skirts. Right. With that are I will say they're all very safety conscious though because these are the most blingy ass shirts or skirts <laughs> that you can <laughs> ever Very reflective. Oh, it's totally <laughs> reflective. Right. Like it's very safe. But they're all wearing basically a lot of the same skirts. Like, if I was a dude, like a, a younger person of that age looking to, you know, to well, some girls, that definitely would be a place to go. Speaking of age, what do you think the average age there was? I mean, was this like just full of 15-year-olds or? No, 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 no. These were all of, I mean, look, there was a lot of girls that I would put of age. I mean, don't get me wrong. I still felt like a dirty old man with some of them. Right. But they were all in their probably 20. I'd say 25 was your average age. Really? Huh. Maybe younger than that, but wow. not much younger than that, though. Well, no, 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 no. Maybe it was younger than that, though, because it was just not. I mean, I, like it was it was I, I, I will say this. I didn't really feel like a dirty old man only because they all looked they did look very young, though. They, now, maybe they were That's younger than that. That's what dirty old men say. Yeah, but they, but hold on. They were too young for me, though. Like, I right. was like, oh, no. I, right. Like, I wasn't attracted. Yeah. Like, yeah. it wasn't like, oh, look at that hot chick. Well, uh, I was just like. 35 is too young for you. Well, maybe. <laughs> so. But so I, I but it was, man, I've never seen that area that busy, though. Right. I've, ne I've never seen Raymond James that busy. Yeah. Like, it was stupid busy. And again, I don't get it. I don't. I'm not a Taylor Swift fan. Look, I don't hate Taylor Swift, no, or anything like that. I just don't like. Don't see the the like. If that's appeal. the bar, I don't yeah. know how. Like, if that's the highest part of the bar, right? Then obviously, I mean, I'm to, way to out of range. To sell out three nights at a stadium that holds sixty eight thousand people, um, three nights in a row, you know? Yeah. E even though this is a major market, I mean, this is like the number fifteen. You know, oh, no, media a, market look, in, it's the, in a big the nation. Market, it's getting bigger. But still, I, I, it's just insane. Yeah, know? it's insane. I've never, like I said, I've never heard of another band or another so, artist that's been able to sell out Ray J three days in I'm a row. I'm guessing that uh, Taylor Swift is the voice of this generation. Now, I assume it was a high female to male ratio, correct? Very high female. Yeah, like, to male. like there were to some one. dudes. There were some dudes that you saw there, right? But like, I picked up one guy and one girl, right? Right, and. 
the guy was like, he basically just took his girl to the concert. Right, yeah. He's along he for didn't the know, ride. He didn't know any of the songs or anything like that. Right. Like, it was just... And the other thing is this, and, okay, again, not to get into too much of how you pick rides up and stuff like that. Right. But these girls don't talk on the fucking phone when you call them. What do you mean? Well, when I'm driving up to go and get somebody from Raymond James, mm-hmm. there's a place you're supposed to pick people up at, which right. is Steinbrenner Field, which yeah. is the worst location to try to pick somebody up at. Yeah. Like, you can't get in and out of there. So I try to just pick them up off of Dale Mabry. Well, the cops are now on to that, and they're right. stopping that, because God yeah. forbid they would do something that would make sense. <laughs> right. Because don't get me wrong, just north of... Uh, there's a spot that's supposed to be for Uber where you go in and go right out, right? Right. Yeah, they blocked that off. Of course. Because why would you try to make it easier? Yeah. They liter- I literally think that the Tampa Police Department, when they plan these things, they're like, how are we going to fuck this up as, mu- as much as <laughs> yeah, we can? It seems And that they way. implement the plan to do that. Oh, they yeah, they do just some really stupid things when it their, comes to traffic. Yeah, their traffic, their, the, the traffic patterns that they were using was totally stupid. Right. There was no, it, it, they made it worse for everybody. And then, and they're mad. Like, they're mad. And maybe, look, I guess I get you for being mad. Because I'm sure that the beat cop that was working the thing, he's not the one that made the call. Right. But, boy, you really should go to somebody and start complaining. Because, like, you're just screwing things up. Yeah. Which, don't get me wrong, it's par for the course for Tampa. Because what they do is every time they have an event, they change how they're going to do the parking or how they're going to do the every the, time the traffic. They change it all the time. And you got to figure it out. Right. And then they yeah. get mad at you and you don't know. Yeah, I know. You know? Like, I, I can't tell you how many cops I saw would like giving me the stink eye so and i just would ignore him at that point but. so girls not talking on the phone what what was that about so but so as i'm driving so i'll start south on dale mabry and head north because okay. that's how i figure the best way you're getting in the weeds okay but i gotta talk to you to figure out where the fuck you're at right and if you don't pick up the phone so i can talk to you and you don't message me back as i'm trying to figure out where the fuck you're at and you don't have your gps on i'm just fucking canceling on you right. which is what i ended up doing a couple times yeah because every person i could end up talking to on the phone like i ended up like i pick up these two girls that went to the concert and i got them on the phone told them where to go got them and they were really happy about it and stuff like that and i'm like boy it would just been easy if you just fucking have a conversation but these young people don't want to get on the fucking phones and talk to people anymore no where you know sometimes a regular conversation needs to be had not a fucking text yeah you can't have a text with this so it's one of those things where this generation of people that don't want to be on the phone like then don't order don't do something complicated then right yeah exactly because i need to be able to talk to you and i actually sent a message to the first one saying look i need to talk to you in order to coordinate this I saw that she read it. No response back. Like you know what? Plus, you're driving, so that makes it exceptionally difficult to text. And even with talk to text, it screws up so much. Well, and that you try gotta... to explain where you're, like where I need you to be. Right. Yeah. So it was all just problems, and I'm sure that person's upset, or that person was upset. Well, everybody keeps canceling on me. Well, maybe because you pick up stupid. the phone. Yeah, right. Exactly. Maybe because you're dumb as shit. Yeah. But. I ended up, I mean, don't get me wrong, you make good money when you do these events, and that's the way off. Look, I drive at night because I don't want to have to deal with traffic, right? Right. So the way off is, is it worth it monetarily-wise to have to go through the headache of the traffic? Right. Which it totally is. I mean, it's just one of those things where, you know, the the last ride I took out, I ended up making like, you know, 75 bucks. Right. I mean, don't get me wrong, I took that person a good amount of ways, but at that point, it was so late. But again, though, this Taylor Swift chick, boy, she has got a fucking fan base. Like, she has got, like, a huge fan base. I have never, I don't know of an artist I've ever seen. Like, I remember when I did The Weeknd, um, right. which the, is an artist. Yeah, I know. Which, I, he pisses me off in the fact that I, why would you name yourself The, uh, uh, the Weeknd? 
apparently it worked for him. I guess so. Yeah. But he that concert was pretty busy. Nothing compared to this one, man. Holy shit. Right. And you're right, though. The women demand. If I was a single dude, a young single dude, boy, I would have been to that fucking concert. Boy, right. Because you had nothing but just a very, very target-rich environment. Yeah. So, And they did serve alcohol there, but they stopped serving early. And it went later than it was supposed to go. I think it went like an hour later than it was supposed to go. Really? And from what I heard from talking to these people, though, Taylor Swift, like, ran a fucking marathon in that place. Oh, really? Like, she did 40 fucking songs. Was Damn. Like, the way the stage was, was, like, running around the fu- the stage the whole time. Right. Like, they're, the people that were at the concert, like, I don't know how she's going to do three of them in a row. Right. Like, <laughs> like to, so kudos to her. I mean, she look, she's going to make serious bank doing this. But, like, boy, you... Well, Ticketmaster is going to make serious bank. Well, that make well, she'll make some bank. Yeah, anyway. but yeah, she, that's that's something that a lot of the artists are fighting now is the way they're such a ticket monopoly. Oh, for Ticketmaster, yeah, yeah. So, oh, I, look, I as can they should. Yeah, but you know what? Here's the thing. You know who started that one? Hmm. Pearl Jam. And you know what happened to them? They got fucking run the fuck over. Right. Now maybe Taylor Swift won't get run over, and maybe she'll be able to change the way that you know the structure is. But Ticketmaster has a monopoly on it, though. Oh yeah, like that's yeah. the only one that gets used. Nobody else gets used. Right. Yeah. Which, you know, find another, you know, because you know what it is? They have the contracts with all the venues. Right. Yeah. Like, that's that's what needs to be broken up. Yeah. They have the monopoly. And I, I don't even know how you fix a monopoly like that, by the way. I, again, I don't want a government solution to it, but I don't know of a solution that you can do to fix it. The this. venues have to do it. Yeah. But the if the Ticketmaster pulls out But if out they keep their, selling out, you know, <laughs> they're not going to do it. it. Look, this concert sold out in minutes. And see, that's the thing. If the market will bear it, then uh, there's no problem. You know? So it's not until the market says, screw you, not, I'm not paying that. Yeah. You know? Well, yeah. Kind but of apparently like, they're not. Well, I mean. Uh, like, how much were, were tickets to the show? Do you know? I think that the cheapest tickets you could find, I think, and if you got them, like, right away. Right. Were, like, 250 bucks oh or something. Oh, my God. That's just insane. Oh, and par- insane. parking was also, like, a crazy 45 amount of money. bucks, probably. At, le- at a minimum. Yeah. Yeah. At a minimum, so it's three hundred dollars per po- person to go to that show. I mean, basically, that's, like it's a. a I, I just know. I'm not know. doing it. I turned down. <laughs> listen to this. I had a client of mine offer me Eagles tickets last week. Yeah, because the Eagles were in town, and I'm like, nah, I'm good. <laughs> you know, I turned down free Eagles tickets, and I love the Eagles. Oh yeah, I would. Totally. But I've gotten to the point where it's just not worth it to go to the a last concert. concert i went to was the last time eagles were in tampa oh really yeah that's yeah. the last concert which was like just what like three years ago it seems it like was a, it was uh, no it might have been longer than that was it i was a little irritated that they were coming back again like i thought i got the last one oh uh, yeah see like i was a little pissed off like fuck you guys get yeah. out of here no glenn fry this time either well because he's dead right uh, yeah <laughs> so but yeah i i mean i'm to the point where that, hold on i actually turned down free tickets to the eagle because the eagles because i'm like ugh. No, I don't want to deal with oh, that. That's another thing I don't understand either is these guys that are so look, Taylor Swift's a young person. Right. Like she's, you know, relatively young. But these guys like the Eagles, man, like and Elton John right. and like, you know, and the Stones and stuff like that. Like, dude, why are you still touring? <laughs> right. Well, they love it. They, is that what it is? That has to be it. I mean, because you got to know that all those guys have more money than they could possibly spend. You'd think in the remainder of their lifetime. You know, so it's like they're doing it, it for the grandkids be, money. They're doing it for grandkids. It can't money. be about the money at that point. I don't know what it is, man, but you know? it's too way too much, though. Like, I, I think they're they're just that's what they do, man. That's what they love doing. 
Yeah, Man, it's got to be that. Point, at a certain point, we need people to start fucking retiring. <laughs> right. I mean, not just. I, look, we're going to talk. We're well, going to bring a little bit up this with Congress kinda, and stuff like this. But like, you know, when look, when you have somebody like Diane Feinstein, to bring it back to politics, here right? Real quick, when you have Diane Feinstein, who legitimately has dementia or something like that, right? And then when you say, well, maybe she should retire, right? They're like, well, you guys are being sexist. Well, her, her the members of her own party are recommending she retire at this. Well, point. yeah, but then you have the media. <laughs> Like, well, maybe it's sexist and maybe it's ageism and stuff. No, she doesn't function as right. a fucking human yeah. right now. She and no you longer, have her in charge of shit. She no longer has the, the capability of actually performing the job. Right? Yeah. yeah. It's not an ageism thing. Look, you and can how have old an, is she? Oh, Diane Feinstein is like 88 years old. Or something right. Like yeah. It's, it's, it, look, she's old. Yeah. Again, why were you, if this is such a high stress job, right. why in the world would you still be up there and not Money like... And power. Well, again, you know what it's not for? It's not for because you love your grandkids. Right. You know, because you don't want to see... <laughs> right. it, or your family, because you don't want to fucking see any of those people. Obviously, all you want to do is Look, go to Congress and fucking... Just, just like all these old bands love the adoration of their fans, and they love getting up on stage and, and uh, you know, playing music, these people in uh, the halls of power love the power, and they can't part with it. Yeah, so you she's know? 89, by the way. 89 years old. Wow. Yeah, right. No, just no. Why? Yeah. Again, it's, <sighs> it, it's you know what it is, it, and this is the power of the incumbency, by the way. Yeah. Like, people vote. Look, she vote, She got voted, and she was already kind of senile at this point. Right. But she had a political party and a media establishment that totally protected her. Right. In order to keep her up there. Oh, yeah. Why? Yeah. Why would you, like... Why? Why is the and again on the media aspect of this? Why are you guys such whores? Look, it's it's part of it is that, but part of it is also the American people, man. Uh, Why do you think uh, that like six of the top ten grossing movies of all time have been in the Marvel universe? People like things they know. That's really what it boils down to. People would rather see a sequel or more of the same than they would something new. You know? I guess. It, it, look, man, it's it's psychology. That's it, it, really what it boils down to. Yeah. And that's why people like this, once they get in office and get established, it's almost impossible to get them out. Yeah. Yeah. No. So. It, it, no, no. The incumbency advantage. Look, remember, hold on. Remember, okay, it was a bunch of years back, and you did the... Um, we did a, 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 a ballot uh, suggestions or whatever you call it, the recommendations. Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. Right. Where you did right. Don Young, where you did Representative Young. I don't remember specifically. Uh, no, Bill Young. Bill, Bill Young. Young. Bill yeah, Young. right. And you C. said w. the reason was is that he was going to die in office, and he actually did. Right. You're like, uh, you might as well keep him because he'll probably die while he's in office. And he did. And he totally died while he was in office. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I call him right a lot well, more you know than I don't. What it is, too, is that I, and I think with, when it came to him, though, his wife was pushing him to stay in office. Right. Because, you know, she dried the Money, gravy power, yeah. Yeah, right. yeah, she's the exactly. grifter. Yeah. You know, how many of these fam- family members and, you know, staff and stuff like that know that these people should resign, but still push them to keep doing it? Sure. Like with Biden. Well, it's their jobs, too. Yeah, yeah. You got to remember, every staffer on, uh, you know, they're, they're pushing for him to stay because they want to keep their cushy job. Uh, the, the young wife of the congressman is doing it because they want to continue to say that they're a congressman's wife. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's it, <laughs> it's just once people have the power, it's hard to let go. And once people have power for a long time, they absolutely become authoritarians. 
Well, you yeah, know? and you know, and they it's, become the institution. Yeah, right. Like it's remember, it, it's it's his seat, Bill yes. Young's yes. seat, and even the media portrays it that way. Yes, no, no, they totally are in bed with this. This is yeah. And again, anybody but that it, challenges them and anybody that challenges it is dismissed or attacked or ridiculed by the same media that would tr- that, that is there to hold them accountable. But the question is, is the media promoting this or is it they are just reflecting what most people think anyway? And I think it's a little oh, of a both. Good, that's a good question. Yeah, I think it's a little of both. But the, the general sentiment is that people like what they know. Yeah. Well, and they're willing to keep an old guy in office forever. Man. I know. They are willing to do I know. this. Yeah. And it's the same thing. They think everybody else in Congress is bad except their guy. Yes. You know. You know why? Because one time their guy sent him a personally signed letter. Well, yeah, that's why yeah. Bill Arrakis or is one in the time seat. they shook hands with him. Yep. And and that <laughs> and I tell you, man, it's it, it's so formulaic. And so predictable, but that's what happens, man. People, uh, Americans love celebrity, and they especially love celebrity when they have had personal contact in some way, shape, or form with that celebrity. Yep. And once that happens, once you know you shake that politician's hand, no matter what they do moving forward, that's your guy or that's your right, gal, they, and they get a, and they get a pass on any of the bad exactly. Stuff. And, exactly. there's no, and they don't see any need to replace them. Yeah. And a lot of times you don't even have to have personal contact with them. Just at some point, you know, you made the commitment of voting for them or they, you know, agreed with you on some cons. It, it, it's it's astounding to me how so few people really rationalize anything in politics, really take an objective, logical look at it. Uh, because it, it's pure emotion, and everybody knows that. Now, you know? and we look, and we get the government we deserve, and we get it. We should get it good and hard. We do, <laughs> we do, and we do. No, we absolutely do. <laughs> hey, speaking of one guy who's going to get it good and hard, uh, that is the uh, the National Guardsman from uh, Massachusetts. Uh, that is apparently the one who leaked all the classified documents. He's going to be getting it good and hard, but okay, man, but this brings is, up so many questions. Dude, there is so much to this story that I don't get. Right. Okay, let me start with the first thing is this. How in the fuck did a National Guardsman, right. a 21-year-old, obviously low-ranked National Guardsman, right. get information like this? Well, it, it, it part of it has to do with his job. And essentially, his job is in cyber transport okay which means essentially he's a network guy network engineer type okay um so he would absolutely be in a position to intercept uh classified information electronically presumably no 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 no. okay hold on a second here real quick Hmm. he's in the national guard right he's not in the regular army or the Navy, or the Air Force, or the Marine Corps. No, it doesn't matter. You have to understand that... Why would the National Guard have anything to do with this information? A lot of people don't understand how the National Guard actually functions. Okay, well then explain it to me. Um, And a lot of National Guard positions, even though technically they're in the National Guard, are full-time positions, or they're positions where they're called upon frequently. So just because you're in the National Guard doesn't necessarily mean that you have a non-full-time position because they backfill, the Army backfills so many of these positions with National Guard members, okay? Okay. Um, So you could be, uh, and he was also Air National Guard. Now, Air National Guard is even more so because most of the 
uh, combat pilots and and uh, crews on on combat aircraft in the U.S. are actually Air National Guard. Okay. So the defense of the United States skies are Air National Guard. Now, he was also assigned to a, um, a uh, 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 intelligence unit. Okay. Okay. So essentially, this guy is handling network security for an, a division of the Air National Guard that was handling classified intelligence. Okay. Um, so he would absolutely be in a position to have access to this information. And knowing it like I do, it wouldn't surprise me if some colonel that was responsible for giving intelligence briefings or was being briefed on intelligence would say, hey, take all this information, put it together in a slideshow for me. You know, because that's happened to me in my military career um, when I was working with S2 and S3. Um, you know, I would be given documentation that I didn't have the clearance for to help, you know, uh, put together a, a presentation for, you know, the higher, higher brass. Well then, but, but okay. But in this aspect though, shouldn't the guy that gave him the information, like, it, it, look, this guy's head's going to roll, right? Right. But he shouldn't be the only head that rolls. Right. Right. Like oh yeah. Not, yeah. There were definitely some breaches I'm sure that happened in order for, for this, for to this get to there. go down. Yeah. And right. then this kid was sticking this stuff on a Discord server for right. months, right? And it, in the Discord server was threatening to stop posting it because people weren't looking at it enough, right? Right. Yeah. So this guy was a, basically a dork that was looking for attention and decided the best way to get attention was to put up classified national security secrets. Right. Right. <laughs> now, he, God, we're so far. Right. First of all, we have to analyze what the the data the information that he actually put out is. And I find that pretty interesting because, you know, all the media is talking like this information is really harmful to the U.S. But I find it fascinating that really the stuff that I've seen so far is not, okay? The, the one thing that's probably most damaging to, uh, uh, to the U.S., is the fact that it it demonstrates that we're spying on allies, okay? Which we've known. We've there's been stuff about that Look, before. Everybody knows every every single nation on Earth, whether friend or foe, knows that the U.S. is spying on them, and pretty much every other nation on Earth that has the capabilities is also spying on us, and that's why we have the five eyes, the nine eyes, the twelve eyes. Okay, we all share the information anyway. Okay, so. Everybody pretty much knows, like <laughs> the UK knows we're spying on them. The UK is spying on us. You know, we all know it's, it's almost like a given. So that doesn't hurt us. Now, the one thing that they said might, you know, hurt is the fact that we were spying on Ukraine as well as Russia. Yeah. Okay. The Ukrainians absolutely know that. And releasing this information does no harm whatsoever, because even if the Ukrainians are pissed off about it, which they're probably not. Okay, they're not going to come out and make a stink about it because they cannot afford to lose U.S. support. Well, yeah. So they're just going to shut the fuck up about it. So I find it interesting that the value of the intelligence to foreign adversaries is minimal. Okay, I don't think there's going to be much in there that's going to be any revelation as to how we gather intelligence. And it really the the most important thing is the information that was released 
could actually help us achieve some of our objectives. Okay. But you don't think this was planted either, though? I, I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Because given the information that's come out, given the negligible uh, blowback on the U.S. over it, um, and given the actions that other nations may take because of this information, all of it is actually fairly beneficial, net beneficial to the U.S. Uh, positions and objectives okay okay so and i'm not saying that this is absolutely written in stone but it would be plausible that you know someone in the intelligence uh, uh you know environment intelligence world knew that this guy was on this discord server now this discord server had thousands of people okay and so and it was like a gamer one though right but it wouldn't surprise me if <laughs> This guy was groomed to release the information and then given access to the information that they wanted him to see. Ooh, that's a deep conspiracy theory right there. It's not really because we do this sort of thing all the time. And if you go back through some of the, you know, the spy stories throughout our history, it's real common to intentionally leak real information, intentionally leak false information. Now, I do think that pretty much most of the information that's come out is mostly real. Now, like for example, let's let's take some of the information that's leaked. And some of the information that's leaked was how poorly Russia is doing in the war, okay? Now, you leak that information and basically if that gets to the right people in Russia, it's going to make them even further question Putin and want to overthrow him more, okay? Based on the real data. Um if you say that Ukraine was planning a counteroffensive, okay, um, and you give them the details, you leak the details of their counteroffensive, well, let's say that that wasn't actually their counteroffensive. Now, like we did in D-Day, okay, you've convinced the Russians that you're going a different direction. Mm-hmm. You know? Let's say that their intent is to convince them that they're going for Crimea first, okay? And instead, the Ukrainians do a north hook around uh, Donetsk and, and down through the Donbass region. They would be totally unprepared for that. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So there is a lot of potentiality for this information to work out in our allies and our benefit. Okay? And again, this is a pretty deep concept, and I'm not completely sold on it. I'm just saying. You're kind of just laying it out there. I'm laying it bit. out there because it is plausible. It's just as plausible that, you know, this kid just wanted to, you know, was making a weird flex to his friends in discords and, uh, you know, he's and he's the perfect patsy, too. Okay, now he's also the exact type of person that would do this. Okay, so he's like a a, a white nationalist gun nut, you know, at least that's how they're portraying him in the. Yeah, they're portraying him as like a gun enthusiast. Right. Yeah. And and a white nationalist. And they're saying he's saying racist things in the comments and anti-Jewish. And so they're framing him in the MAGA world. Yeah. Okay. And conceivably, someone with that mindset would do this, especially if they're trying to self-aggrandize, especially if they're trying to make themselves look like this big, important person. Yeah. Which a 21-year-old trying to, you know, influence his gamer friends likely to do that right yeah yeah especially especially if you're kind of a dork anyway and you're not by the same token okay he would also make the perfect patsy for this sort of situation 
You know what I'm saying? I have a hard time believing that they wouldn't know his tendencies, his activities, especially if you could easily find this information. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. The only- and it would be real easy to use him as a plausibly deniable intentional leaker. I'm just saying. I'm not saying that he is. I don't know. I just, I I simply don't know. I don't have any inside information. I'm just saying. You're almost giving I was, the government a little too much credit on. This I don't part. think so because they have a history of doing this exact same thing. Okay. Yeah. Okay. You know. So this is this has absolutely been done before. Um, and I'm saying if I was in the tele- intelligence community and I wanted to release this disrupted information to really screw up our enemies to get inside our enemies' heads. A, convince them that they're losing the war, and B, convince them that uh, their enemy is moving in a different direction than they're actually planning to, this is how I would do it. You know what I'm saying? Convince them that their capabilities were actually less than they are, this is how I would do it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I I mean, so it's it's fully plausible um, that, uh, like, for example, some of the things, okay, that these documents, leaked documents revealed was how deeply the U.S. has penetrated Russia's infrastructure as far as intelligence. Basically, this information shows the Russians we have spies everywhere, right? Yeah. Well, if you're trying to make a paranoid dictator even more paranoid, what do you tell them? We've got spies everywhere. You can't trust anyone. Okay? That's true. So that's, that's true. Okay. That's beneficial to the U.S. position. And some of the other documents were showing wild rumors that there are members inside the Kremlin that are actively planning to overthrow Putin, okay? Now, that could very well be true, but it's also something if you wanted to totally disrupt a dictator into making really bad moves, what do you do? You convince him, an already paranoid guy, that there is absolutely a coup about to happen, okay? It throws him over the top, yep. right? Have, has to start killing people he shouldn't be killing. Okay, Um now, another thing that leaked, the Ukrainian counteroffensive plans. Okay? So you've got all these military planners trying to figure out where Ukraine's going to strike. What they know a counteroffensive is coming. Everyone is, you know, thinking about this. It, it just makes sense that it would happen, right? Yeah. So from any military strategic point of view, Ukraine has to launch a counteroffensive at some point. The question is how and where. Okay? Now, if you can feed them information telling them essentially the allies are going to land at Calais, you know, <laughs> they'll put their defenses in the wrong places. I you see you. what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's another good one. Another thing that leaked was that Egypt was planning to begin, uh, planning to supply munitions to Russia. Okay. Now, you want Egypt not to do this, and they're trying to do it covertly. Okay. So you make it public that they You doing make it. it public that they were planning to do it, and guess what? They it doesn't it. happen. Yeah. So literally almost everything that leaked played perfectly into the u.s objectives what about the okay so what's your angle on that there was inside the leak there was also information that we have troops on the ground in ukraine i think that we wanted russia to know that you know it wasn't a secret look i'm i watch ukrainian actual field videos Every day that guys literally on the front lines recorded on their phone, uploaded to a telegram channel or a discord channel or something like that. Yeah. You wouldn't believe the number of American English speakers there. 
You wouldn't even believe the guys with American flag patches on their shoulders. There are a lot, a lot of U.S. nationals, U.S. citizens fighting in the Ukrainian conflict. Having said that, I'm sure that the vast majority of the ones they're showing are actually volunteers because there were a ton of ex-military volunteers that are essentially, you know, volunteering to fight with the Ukrainians against the Russians. Yeah. Okay. But, look, everybody already knew that. But making that public, okay, makes those in Russia who didn't know that a lot more worried. So, so hold on again. And I understand that you say you don't know either way. Right. But, but if you had to pick a way, you're thinking that the U.S. did this on purpose. I, I would right now, I would say it's a, probably a coin toss. Whether this was happened the way that, that it's being said, because that is plausible. It's totally plausible that this this guy who's, you know, politically motivated and wants to be the big shot in his group would say, hey, look what I can do. Yeah. Okay. That's completely plausible. But I I would think that if he was just randomly taking everything that went across his desk, there would be some things in there that were damaging to U.S. intelligence. And there wasn't. Not if you take our objectives into account. Okay. Everything that leaked essentially advances the ball towards U.S. objectives. Yeah, it doesn't really hurt it. No, no. And the one thing that they're saying could hurt it is the fact that our allies are now know we're spying on. Look, our allies absolutely know it. Literally, all the Five Eyes nations, all the Nine Eyes nations know that we're all spying on each other, period. That's, that's what we're doing, and we're all spying on our own citizens, yeah. and we're all spying on each other's citizens, and we're all spying on each other's governments. Everybody knows that. Okay. Now, everybody also keeps their own little information that they don't disclose to their allies, but everybody knows everybody's doing that, too. So there's no diplomatic, there's no political ramifications for that. In public, they might, you know, the, to the press, they might come out and we're very disappointed that our allies would be, you know, collecting a day. everybody in the intelligence community. <coughs> excuse me. Everybody absolutely knows. it. Yeah. It's, it's not a secret at all. So. There's no real diplomatic fallout from that. Even the Ukrainians know, and they don't care. And even if they were mad, they can't be mad. <laughs> you well, know? yeah. They, they, they got no, if they want to survive as a nation, they're going to have to suck that one up. Yeah. So that would probably be the worst thing, you know. But, again, it, it, so, yeah, you know, honestly, if I had to pick, I'd lean slightly more towards this being a controlled release. And with this, uh, this kid being a fall guy. You know, he per, he's a perfect patsy. I Totally a perfect patsy. You can't patsy, find man. a better patsy. And he's a patsy in the way that the media is just going to suck it up. You know? Oh, yeah. Oh, white nationalist. Was he influenced by Trump? You know, mm-hmm. it, 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 it's perfect. I, I mean, if I were setting it up, this is exactly how I would do it. Feed him the information you want to get leaked. And when he leaks it, which you know he's going to. Well, hold on. And, and he's been leaking it for months. Honestly, I bet you the U.S. intelligence community is pissed off it took so long to get out. <laughs> you know, they probably wanted it out sooner than this. You know, but the end result is this helps Ukraine and this helps the U.S. position. You know, and it also stops third party nations from trying to get weapons to Russia under the under the radar. 
because it tells you know the Egypts and the Saudis and the all these other countries that might you know even India might want to back channel them some arms. Tells them we're going to find out about it. Yeah, you know. So and we may we may throw you under the bus in front of the world. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So again, I can't say for sure, but this sure it, it, it smells bad. It smells like. It smells like an inside job. It does. It does. Yeah. So what are your thoughts on it? Ah, I'm not that far off from what you're saying on this. I did find it. My first thing was I did find it weird that a guy that was this young had access to this kind of information. So that that was the first thing that I, I looked at. It was like, why does this dude know this shit? Right. Right. Honestly, that's probably the least weird part of it because there's two plausible reasons. One is. When you're inside those buildings, and, and look, you were a jarhead grunt, okay, <laughs> which I was an area I defense. never worked in an area where I would have access to that, but I do know, understand the point that you're making when it comes to, like, there are offices that are right. dealing with this kind of information that have young people that shouldn't probably have clearance to things right. like this that are able to access the documents. Yeah. Yeah, like, and if this guy's working intelligence, and he's working IT. Then that's even more so the case. For example, there was this uh, one time where I was pulled into. Uh, I had the task for a while of of uh, being the driver uh, for this high ranking colonel in. Uh, I forget if he was S two or S three, but one or the other, which intelligence, and uh, so I would get you know I was just there all the time, and you know there was this one time where some captain pulled me in and said, "Hey." We need to organize these satellite photos. And I'm looking at, like, satellite photos of a base in Turkmenistan or something. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm pretty sure I don't have clearance to (laughs) to, view to view this stuff, yet I'm putting it together. So stuff like that does happen all the time. You know, even though I had a secret clearance, I'm sure this was higher than that. Yeah. So, and and the fact that he's a network security guy, you know, he could just plug in a, a packet sniffer and pull this data that way. You know, yeah. So there's a, or he might even have admin access to you know the, the some of the systems that store this data. So there's a lot of ways he could access that information. I, so so other than that, the fact is, you know, you gave a pathetic guy access to this stuff. Right. He's on a Discord server putting it out there. Right. I was the other thing is is that it took so long to get out. That seemed weird. Yeah. Like well, I mean, like if this stuff was going on for this long, look, I, you know what it is. Okay, I remember. There's two things in play. So I remember when we had, there was a candidate we were helping that was running for office here in Florida. Who? I don't remember his name right now. Um, inconsequential. He was running for state house. Okay. But that was the, I, that's kind of the point though. Inconsequential right. running for state house. Right. And he, we ended up doing it. He ended up doing an interview with the Tampa Bay times and they knew about like things he posted under a, under a, not a, not a, like under a fake name. Right. About nine eleven, like ten years before this conversation took place, right? Yeah, and the media knew that, right? Like if they know that much, and we know that the U.S. agencies are spying on this stuff, how could this go on for months and you not know it? <laughs> right? Yeah. Like how did yeah. you not know well, that this is what this guy was doing? Again, it could have been an oversight, but it's or it could have been like let him do it. Yeah, it could have been. No, you're right. Actually, it could have been. been that. The first one might have been, you know, and, and this is also plausible as well. The first couple of times it happened, it might have been all him. And After then, that, they're like, oh, oh we can we use, can this, use this. Yeah. 
So right. it could be that too. Yeah. It's just a, it, it's a, look, it's such a, and then the, the you know, the, 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 the agent, the, um, the state department comes out or the department of defense comes out and they do that press conference. I forget what the guy's name was. And he's like, you know, no media outlet should actually be looking at this. <laughs> right. You know, you shouldn't be posting any of or putting up any yeah. stories about this. That There's horse has left no the barn. Ci- no civilian should have access to this information and blah, 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 blah. Which makes people go out and immediately start searching for it. Yeah, like Streisand <laughs> effect right there. At least people like us, anyway. <laughs> well, but I think more than that, though. Well, again, it all depends on the media, though. I, th- right. look, I do think that, look, for all intents and purposes, the mainstream media is dead when it comes to doing their actual jobs anymore uh, not dead but they're definitely be ha- being handed their hat i mean they, yeah. they're just they're patsies we're gonna talk about patsies they're patsies for the establishment you know well sometimes they're willing participants yeah or willing participants yeah. and you have to you know independent journalists which are ridiculed by these people right are the only ones putting out anything that's even remotely real and unfortunately sometimes independent journalists put out some really wacky shit too <laughs> you know yeah so it's again it, it's so hard to to find the truth and that's honestly that's why i don't deal in this is absolutely true i deal within probabilities of being true yeah because that's all you can do you know yeah i just don't like, again it's 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 this is a weird it's a weird story that it, yeah from the outset i just something didn't smell right right from the beginning for me right where i'm just like uh, yeah, my my best guess, and again, I could probably only say it with sixty percent certainty, but my best guess is this was a kid who did want to be a big shot, and that the government used it to release information that they wanted to get out, but also didn't want to be, um, you know, pointed to as the actual leaker. Well, and then they they feign, wanted to make it look like they, they didn't feign, want it to get out, and then they feign outrage of like, oh, right. this is horrible, and it's gonna, oh yeah, you know, do this and this and this, and this kid is going to jail because he did it. Oh yeah, you know, I, I mean. So, well, and, and here's the thing: that there was something else that was talked about, and other people have put things out where you know they found out who this person was right away. But there's other people that they haven't found out about, and you know, like you don't know who put out the 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 Dodd decision early for um, right. abortion, right? Or well, that because that was an internal intentional leak. Yeah, that the Supreme Court did intentionally. Okay. Yeah. Um, whereas this, they wanted they wanted to have a fall guy so they could have the deniability. Yeah, I you think know? that's you know. Yeah. It, it sounds, but again, it was easy to catch him too. So well, yeah, it wasn't like <laughs> it wasn't he was hard. Yeah. No, he was an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, this kid's an idiot. Yeah. I mean, for, and you know, here's the thing: him being a uh, network security guy, he should have known how to cover his tracks a lot better. Yeah. You know? But even people in the group knew his real name. So yeah, yeah. I mean. Yeah, if you're going to be putting something like that out, you gotta <laughs> you gotta cover your tracks a lot better. So he wasn't that great at his job, but uh, yeah, yeah. Suspect in leak probe talked about God, guns, and war secrets. Yeah, you know, and uh, the suspect was relatively easy to find. Okay, again, you know, like, seriously, um, in a social media world that produces traceable digital footprints, it didn't take long for federal authorities and journalists adept at sifting through data to land the name of Jack Texera. Dexterra, 21, who served, in the, who served in the Massachusetts National Guard, was arrested Thursday in connection with the far-reaching leak of classified documents that have shaken capitals from Washington, D.C. to Kiev and to really. Seoul with revelations of U.S. spying on allies and foes alike and the disclosure of sensitive military intelligence about the war in Ukraine. 
So, I, oh, oh, Attorney General Merrick Garland said Texcara would be charged with unauthorized removal of classified national defense information. There were clues and messages posts in a chat room on Discord, a social media platform where Texcara is believed to have posted for years about guns, games, and his favorite memes. And according to some others chatting with him, closely guarded U.S. secrets. Right, right. And one of the other interesting things that leaked is China's influence in Latin America. Okay. Now, if you're an intelligence community wanting more funding to combat influence in Latin America, the best thing you can do is have leaked documents saying China has an undue influence in Latin America. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So you put political pressure on the lawmakers by putting it out there in the public so that the public puts pressure on the lawmakers to ensure that we have enough black ops funding to keep China out of Latin America. I mean, it, again, Everything works in the benefit of the U.S. objectives via the intelligence community. As long as you look at it from that perspective. Exactly. Exactly. Like, if you look at it as we never want to leak any information, right. then this is a negative. Right. But if you look at the information, what is the what is the um, uh, Cost secondary, versus reward. Yeah, yeah. what's, what's going to happen good because of this? Right. Then... And that's how intelligence community thinks. It's, it's chess, man. It, it is chess. So, but uh, moving on to China a little bit... Um, Something interesting happened in China this week that's kind of a big deal. Um, China's agriculture ministry issued a three-year action plan on Friday to reduce soy meal use in animal feed as it tries to reduce its heavy reliance on soybean imports. Okay, Now, that may sound like completely you know, innocuous stuff, but China gets most of its soybeans from the U.S., Okay, if China is planning to invade Taiwan, they know there will be U.S. sanctions. Right. And they know one of the things that's going to get cut off is the soybean uh, exports to China. Right. Yeah. We're going to start sanctioning that. China doesn't get any soybeans. So what are they doing? They're planning to reduce their dependence on soybeans for animal feed. And that tells you right there that China is doing everything they need to do to withstand the Russia-level sanctions that the U.S. imposed on Russia over the uh, invasion of Ukraine, China is expecting to be um, under those same sanctions very soon, and they're making plans to deal with it. You know, So they're initiating a three-year plan today. That tells me that their window for the invasion of Taiwan is probably 2025 to 2026. You know, that's when they're looking to strike. Um, so it, the, it, it's, when you start seeing things like this, it's, it's just another you know, part of the long-term strategy. Because if you know you're going to do something and you know there's going to be consequences, you have to prepare for those consequences in advance. And one of the consequences, even if we don't go to war with China over Taiwan, we will absolutely try to cripple them with sanctions. Yeah. You know, um, so they're they're preparing in advance. Um, it, it, and this is a, a quote from them. The new plan would guide the feed industry to reduce the amount of soybean meal, promote the savings and consumption reduction of feed grains and contribute to ensuring the stable and safe supply of grain and important agricultural products. So they know they're planning for a disruption in their supply of uh, uh, soybean and grain, okay, which a huge chunk of that comes from the United States. Now, interesting, 
apparently another huge chunk of that probably comes from Russia. Okay, I'm sure Russia is supplying. I don't know the actual trade numbers, but I'm sure that Russia is absolutely backfilling their grain. Um, And so they may perceive a situation where Russia no longer has the capability to supply them either. So they're preparing for that inevitability as well. And that also doesn't bode very well for what I was talking about a couple of weeks ago, is that when Russia does start to collapse and they are going to collapse, uh, that China starts moving north into Russia and starts taking the the western or the eastern part of uh, of Russia as their own territory. Yeah. I, I think that's going to happen as well. Whoa, Jesus. Oh, yeah, absolutely. China is going to take – when Russia starts collapsing, China is maybe going to actually take territory or become so influential in whatever government props it gets propped up there um, that they're essentially going to control all of eastern Russia. So uh, that will there, – there's no doubt about that. China doesn't have the resources. They need those Russian resources, and they would rather be in complete control of them themselves. So just look for that to happen. When Russia breaks up, and it will, China will absolutely take territory in eastern Russia. They're not going to go for uh, western Russia because they, they – the Moscovites are still going to retain Moscow and probably St. Petersburg, but Russia is going to become a very small country. It's going to be a completely different country than it once was. Yeah. Wow. Everything to the west, the 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 territories out there, they're going to be all new governments, and a lot of them are going to be controlled by China. Yeah. So anyway, that's what's coming. Uh, just and this uh, this uh, China protecting their uh, soybean supply is a is a, just another indication. Just a telltale that's, sign. Yeah, that's going to happen. Um. All right. Go so, ahead. You pick the next one. All right. So I'm going to move to something. I'm I'm going to totally go radical radical different here okay uh ron DeSantis, and this is from msnbc news and i part of me wants to i'm the whole thing is gonna i'm gonna talk about the whole thing but the the, the headline is ron DeSantis quietly signs florida's six-week abortion ban into law you know he did not quietly fucking sign it really look he signed I, it right he didn't have to sign it it could just become law Oh, but he signed it at night with no press conference is what they're saying. But he, yeah, So he did it late because he just right. wanted to get it done right away or whatever like that. Now, don't get me wrong. Part of it is maybe because it's not necessarily like it's popular among the base GOP people. Right. But as far as everyone else goes, it's not popular. Yeah, I'm 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 very concerned at where this state is going. I mean, we are just going so far over the top in the this culture war and this you know this handmaiden's tale world you know it's it's gotten stupid you know and it's it's uncomfortably fascist well okay so the problem here is so there was a 15 week ban right now they've moved the 15 weeks to six weeks right yeah they've essentially outlawed abortion because the the probability of you know First of all, knowing you're pregnant and then getting an abortion, you know, because conceivably you might not even know you're pregnant for sure for six weeks. You know, yeah, there's a lot of people I mean, that don't know that they're pregnant. Up yeah, to six like weeks. like for. Yeah, I mean, that's just kind of could be a normal cycle variance or things like that. So it gives a woman so little time to make that decision that it's it's almost an outright ban on abortion. Yeah. Yeah. And like, don't get me wrong. If they do it at 15 weeks, that covers like 90% of the people that have abortions. Yes. yes. Like the 15 week ban. Well, again, it's not great, but it's, you know, it's at least it's somewhat reasonable. I'll tell you what they've done. I'll tell you what the Republican legislature has done. They have now given the other side 
a major issue that right. they are able to run on. Yeah. And the interesting thing is the majority of people, I think, are more in the middle ground on abortion. You know what I'm saying? So this really only appeals to a, a very small segment. And I, I, I honestly think that DeSantis is making a huge error in the way he's going, which is going to cost him the presidential nomination. I, really I mean, do. it's very possible. I mean, look, he's doing it. Well, hold on. Just like Trump was trying to secure the base, this is a move to secure the base. I don't. Yeah, but I don't think that this, this is, is a, a winning. The, this is this is winning the primary to lose the general. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But it's winning the primary first. Yeah. But if you're going to lose the general, what's it matter? Well, yeah, but they don't think that they're going to do that, though. Yeah. I mean, and again, look, the Republicans it, it, look. There well, are, I, I think this is going to cost him the primary I, because I, I think, think he's gone too far down the moral majority evangelical culture war bullshit and people are starting to see this especially with his you know the the drag show wars and the book uh, banning and you know anything having to do with gay is you know horrible and it, it, they've gone too far they've absolutely gone too far I, I do i here's the thing i think that for the average person and i think they're starting to go too far even for the average republican I think so. So the latest polling um, on the proposal by the University of Florida in late February found that 75% of state residents either somewhat or strongly opposed the six weeks ban, including 61% of Republicans. So 61% of Republicans, Republicans opposed the six going to six see. Weeks. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, they, that's he's going. If he thinks he's going for a base, he's going for the wrong base. I, I think that, you know, most Republicans are much more moderate on this issue. And yeah. and apparently the polling bears it out. Yeah, I you just know? I just I don't I don't understand what they're thinking. And I do think that, look, I think that you have there's the base within the Republican Party that is like, we want to do this and we want to get all these things done. Right. And that's what they're doing. And they're going for broke. They're single issue voters. But if Trump stays aspect, in the race, you know, if he stays in the well, race, which I think is going to be extremely difficult from don't jail. don't care as long right. as the bill gets passed. No, but what I'm saying is from Trump's polit- or from uh, DeSantis's political aspirations, if Trump stays in the race, they're fighting for one third of the Republican well, base. And, and they're Trump has come it. out against this. Right. Oh, so has he, he really? He's oh, against geez. the six weeks ban. Yeah. He's like, we're going too far with that. Wow. Wow. When, when Trump is more of the voice of reason. Oh, yeah. No, <laughs> no, no. It's just what it is, though. Man. That's insanity. Oh man, uh, but yeah, it's, Again, but, but you're right though. That about, and the book bans and everything else like that. Well, it's we're going to get that in the second hour about they want to close the library down because they can't get rid of certain books, so they're just going to close the library down altogether. Yeah, and we are we are up against the clock here, but we have got so much to go over in the second hour that we didn't get to. I didn't think we had enough material for today, but apparently we've uh, got almost more than we could talk about. A lot of things going on in the hacking world, and I'm going to give you some inside information on hacking with the new ways of hacking and what you can do to prevent it um and uh you know some things that that go wrong in the hacking world but anyway uh that and a lot more in the second hour if you'd like to join us go to patreon.com forward slash unattended baggage sign up become a subscriber you get a whole bunch of swag including an autographed copy of my book the cassandra trigger an anarchist guild challenge coin and a bunch of other stuff patreon.com forward slash unattended baggage see you on the other side